0: Oh, oh 004 Sunday night. Shabbatochen Bitochen, um the Hashvias. He's enumerating the seven parts of of the first uh, of the first of five attitudes that you have to have. And he split up the first one into the seven parts of Perek Bay and we're up to the seventh. We really started it last week. Let's go over it. Um, the Hashvi is the seventh one. The person has to... Has to. You know, we read it, you know, we, we slide over the words. When the Chavizah says, Yisbar it means you have to contemplate it and think about it. And get clear, and really believe it, and have it as, as a clarity. And if you're not sure, or if, if to maybe bring rayas, you have to talk to people who will be mechasic, but you can't develop full bitachan unless it's clear to you, ba'olem hazeh, that everything that exists in this world, etzem, whether it's an object, Omikre or an occurrence or a happening. Gvul Masuyam. Hashem has a plan. It exists for a, it, it exists at a certain point in time and space in history or in your life or at this point in time. Hashem, it, it's planned. It's not. It's not by accident. It didn't just happen. To be there at this point in time. But there's a plan. Hashem's running the world with a plan. It looks chaotic, but there's a plan. La Yosef, like a huge jigsaw puzzle. Huge, huge jigsaw puzzle. And Hashem's putting in the pieces, each piece where it belongs. And everybody gets... And you have to believe that. You have to believe there's a plan. And if someone gets sick and was incapacitated, or someone gets depressed for a few weeks, It's it, it was supposed to happen at this point in time, and there's a reason why it happened at this point in time, and whatever the reason is, but it, it's very, it's not like, oh, it happened now, because, because the, you know, we look at it, that, oh, it happened now, because the events caused it, but Hashem is maneuvering the events, to make it happen at this point in time. So everything has a plan. Lo Yosef, Lo Yigra, HaMashe Gozer, And it's not going to be more intense or less intense. Than, that's also part of the plan. When it happens is part of the plan. And the degree to which it happens is part of the plan. If, if Hashem goes there, it's hard for us to comprehend this. I, I mean maybe it's easy to pay lip service to it, but really, you know, a person has a, a certain tzar. Something happens. And, and even if you hear something, this is really almost a Hasidish approach to life. The Baal Shem Tov really, from what I see in this forum, this is really a, a, the Baal Shem pushed this a lot. It's really it's from the Chayim that everything Everything that happens to you, it was meant, you see something, and, and, and you give a little twinge, it hurts, or, you, or it makes you happy. Why well, talk about it hurts? Maybe it makes you happy. You see something and you feel good. It, it, that, that, that's it's, it's planned. It's planned by Hashem that at this point in time you should have this amount of pleasure, and that you should see this. And you, and, and, and the amount of pleasure is very measured. Not more, not less. That's what he's saying. But Yosef, you see, if you don't believe this, it's difficult to have bitachon. And if you do believe this, and you develop it, and you think this is a passion in itself, how do you how do you how do you come to to really internalize and actualize and, and, and envision? Visualize this belief. that <coughs> This is Hashkocha pratis. This is what we call Hashkocha pratis, but it's Hashkocha pratis to a, v- a very intense degree, to the degree, everything and, and the what measure and when. That's what he's saying. The lo yigral mashgals are also aborius bekamuso. How much veichuso? How intense uzmano and. Exactly when, umukomo and where. no one can do more. If Hashem no one can increase what Hashem was goes there, it should be less. And this goes for Parnosa too. Veloma Mait Hashem wants it to happen at a certain point in time it's not going to happen later, and he's, it's not going to happen before, and something that looks like it's, it's, it's in violation of this, something that looks like, oh, this popped up, and it, it, it doesn't look like it was planned, it, it looks chaotic, this happened to happen, it's, just, it's not true, Harehu hagozer this is all Hashem was Gozarid. Hashem Hashem knew that this Hashem planned and maneuvered and made links in the chain, that this should occur at this point in time. Hashem We don't see the entire chain of events that ended up <coughs> With this result, we, we don't see that chain. It's it's too it's much too com- complicated. It's, it stretches over continents. It may stretch over centuries, for all we know. It may it, it stretches over say, over decades. So who knows what happens so that these two people should meet at this point in time and, and influence one another. So we see something and we say, "Wow, this is a chiddush." But it's not, It's, 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 it's the end of a chain of events that Hashem planned out the whole chain. And He's at the end of the chain. Someone who doesn't realize this, so things that happen in the world, it seems to him, it's that last link in the chain, that caused what occurred. Because we're we're impressed by that last link, and we think that's what caused it. and created the new situation. But but really, if we would think about it, it doesn't really make sense that this. If you say you know, I learned in history. You know, what caused World War One? Except that somebody assassinated some... You know, anybody here know that yeah, stuff? Franz Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Some, somebody... No, somebody assassinated a... Fir- some, yeah. Somebody assassinated some
1: <laughs> if you hear someone
0: how the Intifada started, if anybody remembers, we're going back to you know, like the first Intifada, as they call it. So there was a glider that smashed into some... Like you know, something happens, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you say, "What caused the second Lebanon war?" You say they kidnapped Israeli soldiers. It's not rowy. Like, this doesn't bring about that. It, it's all. It, it's all part of a plan. It's all part of of an entire picture. And we who are impressed by the last link, but most of the time that last link isn't really it, it's not really rational that that should cause it if you say um, face, look about Zionism and in Herzl let's say yeah. so you say yeah, the guy went to a trial right, the Dreyfus trial and he was affected by it and, and from that came <laughs> it's not Territories of Hashem's orchestrating events. So that's all part of all the pieces being in place. Right? And then, and then the, the Turks had to lose Palestine, and then the British with a mandate. And like, like hundreds of events, thousands of events. Everything had to come together. So it didn't happen because this person did this at this time. That's just part of the jigsaw puzzle. We see what I say. We see what the newspaper reports. So we say, "Oh, that's the cause." We see cause and effect on a very superficial level on what we are affected by and what we see, what we read in the newspaper. But it's really a huge master plan. It's like you say, "Why did these two people get married?" So you say, "Because the shadchan read the shidduch and they went out and they liked each other." But if you think, why these two people met? And how come the shatchan knew them both? And what prompted the shatchan to think of the shidduch? And right, so you start going back one generation, two generations. Right? Why did they end up living here? And how did they end up being born? Because their parents had I mean, everything is everything. It's, it's enormously complex, and you have to realize there's a balabias. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is. Running everything with a plan, and he wants everything to be a certain way, and things don't happen. The so to speak, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. they don't happen because Hashem's not paying attention. So there's when Congress passes a law or the Knesset passes a law, so there's usually something called the law of unintended consequences. They don't chat that because they did this or something else happens. No such thing by the Baruch when, he, when 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 when, some, when, 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 he, when somebody when something happens to someone, so all the dominoes that are affected by that occurrence, whether it's a tragedy or a simcha, and that brings people, let say, to the same place. Everything, everything is planned. That's what you have to knock into your head. That Hashem, that things have enormous chains of chains, of events, and everything is planned and measured by Hashem. How much? How little? When? What time? Exactly when it should occur in a person's life, and and that's when it's supposed to happen. And he says, if you reflect upon what you think is the cause of the effect. You'll see so many times that it's not rational. It doesn't, it's not w- worthy. It's not a, it doesn't make sense that such a small thing caused such a huge upheaval. So, if you look in nature even, look how one kernel of wheat can. Make hundreds of Shibolim grow. u'buchol shiboles, korov lishloshem gagerim. Each shiboles has thirty kernels. Beninsur. So it turns out ki ha gager echot siba lalseres halofim gargarim o korov lusa. So he says it, 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 in 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 nature, it, if if there wouldn't be a master plan from Hashem, that's what he's saying, it wouldn't make sense. It's not. There's something illogical and irrational that such a such a small thing can grow into such a huge a people. Like, I always think of history that way. Like uh, uh, you know, even you know if you ever read history anything you've taken you read like uh, right? the guy how you know, he rose to power right so you read the story you have to realize hashem was directing that this should happen it didn't make it there was so many points in the story where uh, who was he? he was a nothing he was a it was a ne'er-do-well he was a it was a nothing he didn't have any support sugar crazy a pain like a plane and Hashem just maneuvered events. It, it didn't make sense that this person should cause such a you know, people. Wow. Well let's go to Eidar Gisa. The Eidach Gisa, let's say the other way. Uh the Ponavisharov in Eretz Yisrael. or the Khazainish or in America. You know, they came and what well, they do? You started a small yeshiva with six guys in Lakewood and and like that kernel of wheat and all of a sudden you like it's two, three generations later and it flowered forth because Hashem is directing things how Hashem should ha- how things should occur so if you step back it doesn't really make sense it's like the whole Eretz so the Yishev is because of the Dreyfus trial <laughs> it doesn't make sense the says, yeah, Hashem put everything in place and made all the pieces match up and uh, and then Truman, you know, and then Truman should know this guy. And all these crazy things came together to make it happen. So we have to believe and realize that there's a master plan. Like I said, when Russia fell, like when Russia collapsed, it's like a small little thing. It was Hungary opened up a border and everybody, until then they were intimidated by Russia. But then they decided to, from nowhere to open up a border and everybody rushed into Hungary to be able to get out and before you knew it uh, and like in, in the space of a few weeks and then months and then this guy uh, the guy that just he just died rather some shiker, what was his name who just died in russia Nelson. well yeah and he becomes like a big shot and a hero and and then the Gorbachev like who, who was russia marusha he starts Liberalizing life—it's it, like, crazy, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But Hashem decided communist Russia should exist this number of years, and then when it's time to go, so even some shiker could could make it turn over. So, so if you say what yeah, the predicted seventy years, but then you say why did Russia fall? So then I told you in the newspapers. After the fact, they start analyzing it and they say, because there was no economy and, you know, they start... So that's what you have to realize. kach yeser ha-gagarm ha told him, anything you plant, if you don't realize that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you would see what comes out of a wheat kernel, kach wa-adavu Kufa adam how does a person grow? How does a person start? And you think of a person flowering to adulthood, and then the person himself having children and everything that a person does and you think, right, how a person started. Like, There's nothing there. Tipas rucha, says in Pirkei Avos. Hamish nothing. I ask question? What? Yeah. In, in light of what you're saying, is there any value or any, any purpose to trying to analyze history, given what we're saying? <laughs> Both on a global level or on a personal level? Yes, bu- a- a- in the following sense. Because it says of Pasuk and Chumish, uh, right, right, um, when things happen in history, so they all, you're supposed to see how it happened. In other words, you see a Balgaiva and you see Paro. You see uh, Aniakche slave Paro. So you see what happened because of that. Haman acted a certain way, and and it happened. So when Hashem, not only is Hashem directing it, but he's writing a a script. He's writing the script, so he's not writing the script at random. If you just say Hashem's directing it, so he could be writing a script at random, right? Whatever fault of mind to do, so he's having fun oh, let's make the character do this. But it's not like that. He's he's directing it in a way that Rishon get their just desserts, Sadiqim get theirs, what's supposed to happen happens. So if we c- we're supposed to reflect upon history, first of all, it, the main reflection on history is to try to see Yad Hashem in history. To see that things really could have so easily gone a different way and they're, and they're like, Almost inexorably coming to a point, and America was created, pumped, and then all of a sudden the whole world wants to be free and have freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Like all of a sudden, the world used to be a very choking place. It just be like a big prison. And the French Revolution and the American Revolution by a bunch of like, and then you start if you read American history. So I like, can't. So the first answer to your question is certainly to see Yad Hashem. But even beyond that, I think you see how people act, and you see how stubbornness, what stubbornness results in, how midos Tobos results in things. So Hashem writes the play, writes the script to teach us lessons that He wants to teach us. And that's found and, and and that comes I'm saying that based on the Pasuk, of door of Binushnoz door, where Rashi says in Chomish, it's in Hazinu, that we're supposed to look at history and reflect upon the lessons that it teaches us. And it is not haphazard he dog right in, in 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 the natural world uh the most puny things survive and they uh and they flourish and you can't believe it right how do they survive i don't know much about the natural world. But if you... I know when you start reading about it, you see how animals survive and how they exist. And you see that there's 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 an Odon in charge and he makes sure that uh, everybody on the food chain gets their food. V'lochein, therefore, here's, he's coming to the point. Tirdus HaNefesh. If you exert yourself I'll say overexert yourself. Why do I say overexert yourself? Because Hashem wants you to exert yourself. Hashem doesn't like lazy people. This is the difficulty of bitachon—that at the same time that you're working on seeing Hashem's hand in everything, and that and you're working on internalizing that there's a master plan for everything, Hashem is saying that you're not allowed to be lazy. And you have to work industriously and be creative and do. So that's a very, very, very hard balancing act. How do you live this double life? So that's why, but that's how Hashem wants it. And therefore, I say, overexert yourself. You have to stop at a certain point. <inaudible> to overexert yourself, to try to do and then and, and to try to accomplish something. What does the Gemara say? Sometimes, this is hard, but you can't make a rule out of what I'm about to say. You'll say, when does it apply? I don't know. But sometimes you see something's not going, the Gemara wants you to just drop it. Now's not the time for it to happen. So you'll say, but maybe it's a Nisayon? That's what I don't have an answer to. It's true, I don't know. Maybe it is a Nisayon. You know, Sho'ul. Shaul no, Dovra Melach. Shaul goes into the cave and Dover HaMelech's in the cave and Shaul doesn't notice David and he's at David's mercy now so David's men tell him, this is mamish Pashet it's unbelievable Moser Hashem and they invoke Hashem's name and they invoke Nebuah that must have been told to David. We don't know where or when. It doesn't say it in Nach. But they 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 refer to a Nevoah that was told to David that Hashem will be most your enemies into your hands. And here Shaul walks into the Maura. There's hundreds of caves in the in the Judean mountains. And Shaul walks into the one where David is. And it's unbelievable. Kill him. Right? Habal I the Hargachash, came with Hargo, everything there. So, and they looked at it, and they they're all excited. It's basher. And David said, it's an nesoyon. This is an nesoyon, because I'm not supposed to kill him. He's the Mashiach Hashem, and I, he, he deserves a certain amount of respect from me. You'll ask me a kasha, I habo lahargo chash came lahargo. It's a very good kasha. I don't know if you were thinking of the kasha. The answer must be, I figure, because you're not allowed to commit suicide either. So how do you turn down such a chance if halachically you're allowed to kill the person because he's coming to kill you? So I am I suggest you know, to myself, I figure that David knew he could run away and live. He knew he would escape. Or he had bitachon. Maybe you're allowed to have bitachon that you'll escape. It's not like Shoal was standing there with the gun cocked and it's pointing at his head and David had a chance to kill him before he pulls the trigger. David... It wasn't like that. So David figured he could escape. Hashem had miraculously uh, had him escape from Shoal's clutches until then. And certain stories of Nach, which are nothing short of miraculous, although not a nice goalie, but he managed to get away. So he figured, I'll get away, but this is an assignment. I, but I, I'm, I'm losing track of the point I want to make. My point is, I don't have really an answer... You say, when is it called over-exerting yourself? And when is it called laziness? When is it called Hashem doesn't want this to happen, stop pushing? And when is it called it's an esoyon? Hashem wants to see if I get discouraged. Maybe I'm supposed to have bitachon and do. Right? You're supposed to feel... Sometimes bitachon... Not sometimes. Bitachon is supposed to empower you. Not make you lazy. If bittachin makes you lazy, then I guarantee you it's not it's not true bittachin. It's laziness. Bittachin is supposed to empower you. To it can easily empower you to do it to do more, and you say, but I, you know you know I don't want to take a. It's hard. It's very hard. I can't give hard and fast rules. You have to judge each situation as it is. You have to know where it's coming from. The Balimusa say. That sometimes a person is faced with a conflict and he doesn't know what to do what's right and what's wrong and sometimes you have to pick the path of most resistance sometimes a person knows let's say what mida he has to work on I, I tell this to the people in the show. let's say they say you know, should I come and learn or should I help my wife that's a bad example that's a good example you'll relate to it but sometimes it's a real conflict not, not an excuse but it's a real conflict I'm not talking about if the wife needs the help, and of course you have to help your wife. That's, and I say that to them too, not just to you. If the wife needs help, you have to help. her. I'm just talking about, like, she doesn't need it, but you feel like you want to do it. Some people, people have different meadows to work on. Women also do. Some people have to work on the Benadim Lachaveiro. They have to work on their empathy. They have to work on their sensitivity. Have to work on selfishness, on egotism. For that person, maybe it's better to be more sensitive to the other one's feelings and to help more, because that's the me that they have to work on. Or sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes the person has to work on his devotion to learning. He has to work on hasmoda. He has to work on how much he's machshev learning. So he has to do it the other way. So life isn't always simple. Many times you have different conflicts. Sometimes you have to work on bitachon. Sometimes you have to work on atzlus. It's really laziness that's motivating you. Bitachon could be, is, a, is an empowerment. It makes you not lazy. Maybe it will make you more willing to to try, to, to be industrious and to try new things and to be creative. And you'll say, oh, what's the use? I have no kayach. Maybe it'll fail. So you say, I have bitachon. So that's good. It it makes you do things. It doesn't if it makes you stay in bed and be lazy. That's not bitachon. If a person is a workaholic and has high blood pressure and spends too much time in the office, and right then you know the bitachon should make him a little. I'm I'm trying to show that it's there's no real rules what should result. People are very complex beings. Every person is different. Everybody has their own demons. Everybody has their own demons. Everybody has their own midos that they have to work on, right? The Gros says, that's why we were brought to this world, to work on a particular mida or midos, whatever that may be. So sometimes B'tachon says to do this, and it says to do that. So when I say, when he says... Here he's talking about one specific point. He's talking about the over... And again, I'm using the word overexert yourself. But he really just says exert yourself. I don't know. Exert? No. If, if exert just means to not to be lazy. So you overexert. To overexert yourself, to push, to make something happen when it's not going. Or there seems to be a time and you want to you wanna, you wanna make it happen earlier or you want to delay something happening, you have to know if you're trying to, you might be fighting Hashem. Again, we can't know this, but we have to know that the possibility exists. Sometimes you you just have to stop already and just let happen what Hashem's plan is again you'll ask me when do you do that and when do you how do you I don't know there's no answer I can give you you have to a person has to develop the art of introspection of being objective of being able to hold a candle or hold a mirror up to their actions to be able to analyze their deep motivations for something I don't mean motivations necessarily intellectual motivations I mean mitos, what mita is this coming from? Is this coming from jealousy? Is it coming from gaiva? Is it coming from taiva? Or it could be, the same thing could be coming from bitachon, And it says, normally I'd give up and I wouldn't bother. And this, yeah, I'm going to try, I'm going to do. So the Chagut here is saying that sometimes overexertion is because you have not internalized that Hashem wants things to go a certain way. you know I do should do come sometimes like, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing you know you want you know you try this way that way so when do you throw up your arms and say it's not shared, I'm giving up and when do you say this is an soil? I don't know you have to ask a shayla you have to ask a shayla of someone that knows you well Sometimes you could ask a good friend. Ask a doesn't have to mean from a rabbi. It could mean from a good friend that knows you well. And if they say, you know, you just can't admit defeat, it's not a good meter. You know, it's not defeat, but the way you look at it, it's defeat, you can't accept that. So you're pushing and you're struggling and just accept the fact that it's not Hashem. It's not supposed to happen. It's not part of Hashem's plan. And you have, you know, a good friend will say, that's what it appears to me it is. So, that's that's what the Chavis HaVavos is saying. And the only time you should the only time you should overexert yourself, he says, is when it comes to doing mitzvahs and things that you have Bechira about. Because that Hashem put in your hands. So you shouldn't say it's not bashert, I should... Uh, it's very hard to give an example because he's obviously talking about a situation where it can go either way and he wants you to push forward let's say I'm afraid to give an example I'll give an example but I'm speaking out before I give the example that I don't mean it as as a hard and fierce rule I'm just this example just occurred to me now, so I'll give it. Let's say you know you want to daven, and the day is just not letting you daven. So there he says, don't accept that automatically. <laughs> don't say, "Hey, okay, no, it's not basharat, I should daven today." Don't let that set and cross your lips. That you're allowed to be stubborn and keep trying. So, uh, the I was hesitant, obviously the reason I was hesitant to give the examples was if you can't, you can't. If you don't have time, that's why uh, you don't have time. But that's what he means in in where you have bechira. See, really, is pumfaket. People act the other way around when it comes to ruchnius, where they have bechira, and Hashem gave it over to their hands. People have a tendency to say, "This is my station in life. This is where I'm holding. This is where I'm at." And you know why fight it? Why struggle so much? This is where, this is this is me. This is me. That's not me. That's what they have bechira over, and what they don't really have bechira over. Let's say earning parnasa or the like. <laughs> they, they don't accept the fact that there's a master plan and a way it's supposed to be. And they struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. So that's what the Chavis HaLovas is saying here. Chutz, Prat, Prat, Lehishtadlus, Laamot becholvos Mishmata, when it comes to being obedient, the Kiem Terosu, doing mitzvahs, doing chesed, working on ruchli, so that's in your hands. Then Hashem said, it's up to you. I'm staying out of the picture, so to speak. Why do I say so to speak? Because it really is a very deep Indian. Because Hashem still oversees what's happening, but we can certainly live. We should, and could. We could and should live that Hashem gives us over to us completely. There is no such thing. It's not basheret. It's not basheret for me to accomplish this in bruchnius. It's not basheret for me to to. Uh, it's just not me. That he says that you should overexert yourself, and. So that's why maybe the key to what I talked about before is to see if there's a ruchnius element involved. What do I mean? When I was talking before about maybe it's an asayon, so that'll be the litmus test. If you could come up with a ruchnius thicker element for this dilemma facing you, you know, you're know, you pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, and it's not going. So you know, if if you could smell, if you could unearth an atzlus and a chlami, it becomes a ruchni pursuit. If you unearth gaiva, it becomes a ruchni pursuit, because you're working on your midos. So if you're pushing, pushing, and and. and if you see a Ruchniistic element, then it's okay to carry forth and to do whatever you can do. That's what he says. But if it's just if it's not involved with what you have bechira over, then you're not going to thwart Hashem's master plan. So there's no point. So except for that, any you're lacking in the in the self in, in the realization. But really believing that Hashem has everything planned and everything's working according to this master plan. The we're not realizing this, not fully realizing, not really believing this master hashgacha protest that takes place in everything. This is what's involved in Shlomo Amalek saying, 28 things. So, this is really a, a big Kiddush. If you ever read the Pasuk in Kohalas, where you're saying the song by the birds, so then you know that nobody here knows what I'm talking about, but Hashem, I'm the only guy here. So, so... So I think the poshut pshat and the poshut is that it's it's reference it's a, it's talking to people, like you say. There's a time and a place for everything. Like it's this, like you know, the, the time, it's, it's referring to people. Like do things in their proper time. There's a time to laugh and a time to cry. There's it's not kasha. But he, a lot this is learning that it's talking about Hashem. That Hashem, as he says, I think it's a chiddush in, Pshat in the Pesach, he's talking about from the perspective of Hashem, that Hashem has, there's a time and a place for everything in terms of Hashem's master plan. la Hashem has a plan when things should be planted and when things should be uprooted. When someone... Born, die, laugh, cry, Milchama shalom. This is from the perspective of Hashem he's saying, and there's 28 things there. The Mefarshim talk about this number, like it's not, it just, it just doesn't add up to 28, but it has to do with more Kabbalistic inyonim of why 28. But there's 28 uh, things going on, and everything has its place. So, so that's for the Kiddush, I think. That he looks at that posuk, those psukim, those series of psukim, and he sees it's describing Hashem. Hashem's master plan. Omar Ki What's that talking about? It says in the puzzle in Kaheles, and we, if we listen to Kaheles or we read it, and you, like, you smile when you say this pasuk: "Shativra otachas Hashemesh, kilol la Right, the swift don't always win the race. Below the giberim a milchama, and unfortunately, we just experienced that. That the the, the, the more mighty armies, and, and you know, we've experienced it in the past in a, in a good way. Now we experienced it in in not such a good way, that the giborim don't always win the mochamo, for lo lechem, right, we look at some millionaires, and we say, I don't get it, <laughs> I just don't get it, I'm ten times smarter, and more capable, and better than that guy is, why am I struggling to make ends meet, and he's a millionaire, osher, and this is the end of that Pasuk so the, the Shlomo Melech says it doesn't always go the way we think it should go meaning again Hashem assigns the event the occurrence and it's time So Hashem assigns it so this Mulchama is supposed to be won this Mulchama is supposed to be lost this person is supposed to be rich. This person is supposed to be poor. So this is just—that's what happens. So don't wonder. That's what the says. I see. I look around, and I see that it's not the smart people who are the rich people, and it's not the it's not the strong people. It's not the intellectual people who are listened to. The Omar... Ki me al It's also a Posuk in Kohelist. That's already a more... What does the Posuk say? If you see a Medina, im oshek rosh v'gezel mishpat v'tzedek t'reba Medina al tismal hachefetz. If you see a Medina where there's injustice and you see people are... this Gnevis and there's... There's injustice. <laughs> and it, it's not fear, it's not run fairly. So Don't wonder, like how could this be happening? Where, where's Hashem's justice? So, and then this post then the post says, that's what we talked about, that there's a lot of chains and a lot of things have to happen. And it's, it's, it's all sorts of things going on, right? I tell you, sometimes we don't even know. When we figure it out, we don't even know. I've said a few times, I think, when they finally figured out, when Yosef said, I'm the Yosef, so then they understood the history of the last 22 years, and they all of a sudden saw, and they figured out, but they, they, they didn't even know. Right, they thought They thought they figured out why all these things happened. Oh, no. but they didn't know it was really there was a bigger wheel. There was the wheel of bris ben abbasarim and golus metrayim and getting Yaakov down to Canaan in an honorable way. So, so right, that's, that's really what was going on. You know, sometimes I. I uh, you think of Gush Katif and how many people were davening so intensely you really have to it's a very very troubling thing to me it is very very troubling how could such intense feelers by such good people and, and thousands of them and such a vicious such a vicious how it's a very troubling thing time to undergo okay but uh, you know, you look back and you're trying to figure out. You say Hashem has a plan. There's a, there's a, it it, it changed a lot in Israeli society towards an ultimate good. It doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't do anything for the people. And it doesn't, uh, right? and It doesn't do anything for Claudius Fell that's in such greater danger. Ever since that happened, as we're experiencing now every single day, but. Uh, but it, you have to try to see you know you have to try to you see the bigger picture you see it's, it it tore apart the about Zora called the Medina by many many people. so you see this, some good things are happening and you, you know, I'm just giving you an example how you have to me That's what Shlomo Algavoa that's says. you see things happening that make you wonder and and, and, and no, it's not for us. We really can't know. You can, you doesn't it say know. in the Chumash that the people on the borders will be exiled in their own land? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the question is why. So you have to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, has a cheshman. That's what he quotes this Pesach for. gavo'a me gavo'a shomer u aleihem means you have this happened for a reason but then there's a higher reason why that happened and, and and then on top of everything, there's a kolish baruch ugvohim alayhim u'mahalche mishpatay abori Is really ultimately We really are never privy to the whole puzzle. We're not we're not privy to the whole jigsaw puzzle. And a, a believing Jew has to believe that there's a jigsaw puzzle. And we're just not privy to it. I tell you, Yosef, Yosef thought he figured it out. I got it. But he, he didn't even realize that there was a much larger picture at stake, a much bigger thing going on, bigger even than that. So we see things. And, you know, he says we don't know. It's the we're mortal men. We live this many years. We see things with such a superficial eye. So, he says, Kosh we don't even understand the the specifics what happened. One day's newspaper, we don't understand why it's happening. Kosh the sweep of history, we don't understand. So sometimes you work to understand it in retrospect. That's how the Chassam Sefer explains the Pasuk of vro'isos achoroi ufanai lo Ye ra'u some and Chumash explains that sometimes we can understand history after it happens vro'isos achoroi after it happens and you see you say oh wow I see what's happening but ufanai lo yei we don't know before when, or when it's happening or before it happens, certainly, that, we, we, we're just not privy to we're, we're very small minded and we don't, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't even have a concept of what a koshverchu is. <laughs> it's really beyond our comprehension. But a Jew, a believing Jew, has to believe that there's a plan and a cheshbin when they should invent. The light bulb. When they should invent cell phones, everything is with a plan, and it's measured. For Marcoso, then we just have to listen to this pasuk and just so you just have to throw up our hands and say hey, you know, Hashem is Hashem I, uh, what do I, I can't. I can't understand. I, I can't figure my wife out. I'm gonna go figure out Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you have to believe. That's what the Chafetz Chaim is teaching us. It's hard. This is a big nesoyon. It's a nesoyon to maintain our faith and our belief and knowledge that everything is with a chesed, and everything is measured and everything happens at a certain time, and you have to develop this. And again, in a person's personal life, it's hard. There is a concept in the Gemara. Don't push things. If you're pushing for something and you see it's not going, let up. Let, let up. But don't push. Let up. It's not supposed to happen. So you say, I'm speaking out the question and I'm admitting I don't have an answer. You say, when is that the dynamic so I say, you know, you have to know yourself. That's why it's so important to know your own midos, to know your weaknesses, to know your strengths. If you know you're lazy, and you know, like there's a part of you that's saying, I'm potter, because, you know, then, then danger, a warning bell should go on, because maybe it is isn't a messiah. So It's good to have a good friend, the are not the derech the Ruach Chaim, Rav Chaim Constantly talks about the need for a person to have a good friend that's gonna that can help you air things out and be objective and help you figure things out and and knows you and is not ashamed to tell you when you're not acting appropriately or maybe even to dig into your mida and saying you know you're exhibiting a certain it's, it's you know step back you're exhibiting a certain mida that's not good. But this is life. Life is working on me and life is perfecting oneself. And the Chavis doesn't expect that you're going to walk out of here Sunday night and be perfect people. You, uh, for a I know you are perfect people already, and you're just chasering how to maintain the perfection. But it's a it's a lifetime of work. It is. It's work. It is work, uh, well, <laughs> nothing more need to be said it's a lifetime of work <laughs> is writing to a person's lifetime he's not talking about one month in a person's life, he's talking to the whole life So, you, but you have to start working so you learn and you think about it and you, and you're troubled by it and you try to make it real and you try to connect to it and you try to absorb it and you struggle and you fall and you try again that's all part of, of um of growth. It's all part of growth.